The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Shvat of Ram ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenehenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for us. Shilema Yosef ben Saran Nachel and Sarah bat Rachel Emna Rafam Nahem. Betoch Shar Chole Amo Yisrael. Amen. We begin today's daf on Ayn Vav Amud Rishon. And we are one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the top. Let's just set up uh, where we're holding in this uh, sugya over here. We had a Mishnah. The Mishnah is talking about a case over here where a, a man gets married to a lady and um, she has mumin. She has blemishes on her body. So the deen is over here. He wants to claim mekachtaut. Uh, he wants to say, listen, this is a, you know, a, the, the, the sale is, should be nullified based on the fact that it was uh, under a false pretense. Over here. I didn't know that she had uh, these mumin over here. So the Mishnah gave a hiduk. The Mishnah said it depends... <coughs> When uh, the mumin are spotted, if the mumin are spotted at the time of the, when they're still in the, in the father's domain, which means at the time of the Kiddushin, so then the deen of the Mishnah is that the, uh, uh, the father uh, has to bring it to ayah, that what? That uh, the uh, mumin actually happened when the husband made the, after the husband made the Kiddushin. Which means, when it happens under the father's jurisdiction, the onus is on the father. You bring it out to the husband because I'm not paying ketubah. He's came on, this happened already uh, before, and therefore, and the deen of the Mishnah is that if it happened when she was still in the jurisdiction of the father, it's the father's obligation to prove that it happened beforehand. And therefore, he, when he married her, he married her with these mumin already. But according to the Sefa, the Mishnah, the Sefa says, however, if she was married already, which means if the husband made a kinisal chupah, Right? Now he's coming along and having the claims. Now the, the burden of proof is on the husband. Which means he has to come along and say it happened uh, before, before Irusin, and therefore I'm not paying the ketubah. That was the deen of the Mishnah. The Gemara subsequently tried to prove exactly who's the author of our Mishnah. We're in the line of thinking now that the author of our Mishnah is indeed Rabban Gamliel, that holds of a shita that says we work with what's called the Cheskataguf. What does Cheskataguf mean? Keep the body on its status. Whatever the status of the body is, keep it on. And therefore, let's discuss what a Haskat Aguf would be by a case of a moon. The assumption is a girl is born without Mumin. So if you're born without Mumin, Hazakah tells me, she didn't have Mumin until the latest time possible. Now, Haskat Aguf, should always be to the advantage of the father. Because he's trying to get Ketubah here. He's trying to get this husband to pay the Ketubah. So therefore, his claim will be yes, Haskat Aguf. The mumin happened later than earlier. And if when you ever say it's later, it's the latest time possible, if it happened under, under your watch. And therefore, you married her, when you married her already, she had the uh, mumin already, you took her, you had no problem with it, it's not, uh, it's the goof. You're right. Uh, but we, we said a sevarad, that even when it has got the goof, when it's under the father's jurisdiction, which means at the time of the kiddushin, there's a logic to say that kanim sabe kanaya. Kanim sabe kanaya means listen, we found them here, so you could assume that it happened uh, while they were uh, here. 
And therefore, even though you have Hasket and Guf, but if they found him under the father's jurisdiction, the assumption is that it happened even already before uh, by the father, and therefore you can assume that it was a Mekahto. So that's what we're trying to solve now, the uh, Mishnah, who's the author of the Mishnah. So now the Gibraltar is going to give a, an answer, how to uh, understand the Mishnah. Rav Amar, Resha, oh, you know what the Resha case when it's under the father's jurisdiction? Mane le'abba In the Resha, it's been a Kiddushin. At the time of the Kiddushin, who gets the Ketubah? Which means, we're talking about over here a, uh, uh, a case where the father would get the Ketubah. Okay? She's, she's, she's a Ne'ara, she's a Ketana, the father married her off. So at the time of the uh, Irusin, if there's a divorce, let's say, of some sort, the father gets the, gets the money. Oh, so he says like this, when you're dealing with Hezkataguf, okay? Hezkataguf is, is, is a factor. But that's only if it's talking about where she's going to get the money. Which is, Haskat Goof works to her advantage if she's getting the money. But you don't use a Haskat Goof to give money to the father. And therefore, in the Desha, what's happening? The, the husband's uh, coming along. And what? He's coming along and saying, listen, the... Uh, well, actually, he got married. Obviously, he finds Mumin. Okay. And if the mumin were, find at the t- were found at the time of the Kiddushin. So what do you want to say? Father, you got to bring proof. Bring proof, bring proof what? That these mumin were not around before. Bring proof that the mumin happened later. What does he got to bring proof? Hezkat Aguf. is not going to help him when the money is coming to him. You want to take, you're taking the money yourself, by the way. You're trying to get this money out of the husband. For who? Not to give it to the girl. You, the, the, the father takes the money in that case. You cannot use the Hezkat of the girl... In order uh, uh, for you to take money for yourself. However, finish the point. The sefa In the sefa, it's the wife. It's the wife that's coming against the husband. Because in the sefa, she's married already. Once she's married, and there's a divorce now, who gets the ketubah payment? She does. She does. Oh, so therefore she can use the hazkat to her advantage. Which means she's coming along and saying, "Listen, you owe me my ketubah." And you know what? Since I'm getting the Ketubah payment over here, I'm going to use my Haskat Aguf and say what? I didn't get the moon until the latest point possible, and therefore what? I want the money. Look at Rashi. Lavashi Amar. Mehader Namel Ukma Kula Kirabangam Liel. We're working the Mishnah all according to the Bangam that what? The Hazaka, the Gufa, Adifa. Always work with Haskat Aguf. But what? You know why the Risha doesn't, doesn't work? She's not coming with the claim. Which means she's coming along and saying, You have my father's money in your hand. She's telling the husband at the time of the Kedushin. Okay, so we don't use Haskata Goof. When the, when the money's going to the father. However, Sefa is talking about what? It's, it's Nisuin already. Nisuin? Oh, it's already... Who's getting the money of the Ketubah? It's coming to us. She can use Hazkat Gufat to her advantage, and therefore the husband has to bring it out. that it happened before the Erusin. Okay, right. Because the father doesn't get it in that case either. Even by Erusin. Right? Continue. Comes the and says, Eti also, we have a question that uh, they bring against this last answer over here. Which means, let's say it's a type of moon that you could assume 
it happened in the father's uh, house. Those type of mumin, which the Gemara will explain, certain mumin, there's an assumption that it happened already prior to his uh, Kiddushin. He's Which is, if it's a type of moon that you could assume happened earlier, so then it's incumbent upon the father to bring a Ra'ayah that it happened later. Which means... It's 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 the same it's the same concept of maneli biadecha, which means what do we say? If the lady is getting the ketubah, she could always work with haskat haguf. She's getting the ketubah. So what do I care if the mumin are items that uh, uh, that, 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 that we could assume happened in the father's house? Bottom line, you have haskat haguf. What does haskat haguf happen? What is haskat? I don't know when these mumin. That's the aleph. Do I know when the mumim came? I don't know. But what? It's a type of moon that you could assume happened earlier, which is before the uh, Kedushin. So what does the Bimir say in that case? Oh, if it happened before the Kedushin, the burden of proof, uh, it's a type of moon that you could assume before the Kedushin, the burden of proof is on the father. So the Gemara says, why? why? She has Haskat Haguf. Especially when it's, when, again, we're they're married already. So the husband's coming along and saying, uh, you know, I'm not paying you ketubah. She can come along and say, hey, listen, I don't got to bring any proofs over I got haskat that I was good until this point over here, and therefore you got to pay me the ketubah because it's coming to me. Why does it be me and make a haluk and come along and say, but if it's type of mumi that, uh, that usually happened before, what's the difference? You don't know for sure over here. So comes the and says, What are we talking about? Beated it. We're talking about over here which has an extra finger. Well, she has six fingers over here. And therefore, what are you going to say? She grew an extra finger uh, at the time uh, after, after the Edusim? Type of item like that, you can, it's fair to assume that this happened already from uh, before. So therefore, no, it's got to go over here. So the Gemara says, Yeteret Maire Ayah Mighty. So, what are you going to say? The father has to bring an Ayah in that case. What Ayah is he going to bring? What Ayah can he bring? Which means, how is it possible for him to bring an Ayah? That the sixth thing I grew uh, after the Kedushin, which you tell me, and the Bimi is holding. In a case where it's a type of item where you have to sort of before, the burden of proof is on the father. But proof, what proof can he bring by an extra finger that it came when? It doesn't make sense, uh, the, the, the case. So the Gemara says, Re'aya, you know what he can bring a proof? Re'aya dira'a v'nifayesu. That's what he can bring. He can bring a re'aya, he saw it, and he didn't care. But, oh, so therefore, that, that's what the father, which means, the Bimi is saying like this, if it's a type of item that happened before, and which you, that you can assume happened uh, under the father's item, under the father's watch, the father brings a proof. What proof can he bring of it? It's, uh, the, 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 the evidence is against him. No, you say, I'm not arguing, you're right, it happened under my uh, jurisdiction, but bottom line, he saw it, and uh, he was the fayes, and uh, he didn't care. Okay, so therefore the Gemara says that's uh, why the Bimir held that case. The burden of proof is on the father, but don't. But the father still has a claim. The father still can be trying something. Let's read that she. That she says, just one that she over actually. Modere Bimir. Even once she goes under the domain of the husband, it's the husband's proof now. Why? Because she has Haskat Aguf. That's only talking about Mumin that you could assume happened later. Which means, but any type of move that you could assume happened 
in the father's jurisdiction, the BDS says it's on the father. Why? Why don't you invoke Haskat Aguf? So the Gibraltar says there's no Haskat Aguf over here. Why? Because we're talking about a mum over here that you know had to come before the father, in the father's door. It's a six, the sixth finger. Oh, so six fingers, what do you talk about? In a case where it's a sixth finger, the, the father has to bring it ayah. What do you bring it ayah? What can you bring it ayah? For sure it happened uh, before. And I know he has to bring it ayah. You saw it, and you didn't care. Oh, so you saw it, you didn't care. So therefore in that case over there, in the Kerem, even according to the Bimi'ir, uh, the husband will have to pay the ketubah if the father is able to produce such a, which is not an automatic in that case, which is in the case, she, he got married, uh, so he got married over there. So normally we say, "What? Well, we got married. The br- husband, you got to bring the ayah." Now in this case, so here, there's a case of marriage where the father has to bring the ayah, yeah. and he cannot rely on haskat aguf. Why? Well, the haskat aguf is weakened. Why is haskat aguf weakened over here? Because the haskat aguf, we know, we know what happened before. So you know what happened before. So what, what can the husband, what can the father even say? He can come along and say, "You saw. Therefore, you were yes, and therefore, I'm not paying you the ketubah." The Gemara continues. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel. Understand the case of is talking about where a person is making a Kenyan Halipin. How does a Kenyan Halipin work? Which means every Uven and Shimon. So uh, they want to switch uh, the para for the Hamor. So therefore, when Shimon grabs the para and makes Mashiach and draws it to him, automatically the Hamor now is transferred to Shimon. Even though Shimon didn't see the Hamor, the Hamor is not by the Kenyan. When one of them pulls the para, the Hamor automatically goes into the other person's possession. This is a type of Kenyan. Now, the only thing has to be when you're making such a Kenyan is that when Shimon, let's say, pulls the para, the Hamor has to be alive. The Hamor has to be in the world for the Kenyan to take place. But if the Hamor is not around, so then already Shimon can come back and say, give me back my uh, para. Uh, because, uh, you know, the animal was dead, nothing was transferred. So now let's see the case over here. Good. Let's take the case, the Uvin, uh, who's the owner of the Hamor, he pulled the para, so seemingly to cause a transfer of the Hamor going into Shimon's possession. What happens is, the Shimon's claiming and saying, listen, uh, there's no sale over here, I want my para back, because the Hamor died. The Hamor died before the Kinyan took place, because if the Hamor dies after Shimon makes the Mishikha and the para, that means it died in the Uvain's possession, it's his loss. He has to suffer his bad luck. Mashiachin, if the Hamor dies before the transaction, so it's Reuven's, uh, so it's Reuven's loss. Which means, he has to get back the para, and his uh, Hamor died, it's no sale. The question in this case is, uh, Shimon is claiming, hey, no sale, the Hamor died before the transaction, therefore give me back my para. So it comes to Gemara and says, Alba la Hamor, so who has to bring the proof? Who's the burden of the proof over here on? So the Gemara says in the name of the Shmuel, the burden of proof is on the Baal Hamor, which means in our case over here, Reuven. He made a Mishikha and the Para, 
you now go have to prove that the Hamor was alive and therefore died in your possession, Shimon, which means once I took this para, the Hamor was alive, the Hamor now was transferred to you automatically by this Kenyan, then it died. And therefore, you lost. I keep the para and you lost the Hamor. It's the burden of proof on the Bala Hamor, the one that was Moshech the para, he must bring the proof that the Hamor was alive indeed and the Kenyan was a Kenyan. That's the Gebarah's statement. Now, let us understand uh, how this works over here, which means if he cannot bring it ayah, let's look at that side. Let's say he cannot bring it ayah. Then he's going to have to return the para to the original owner. I mean, he has to give the para back to Shimon. Okay. Now, even though there's a lot of things uh, that are in the favor of Shimon in this case, number one, he has the para ready. So therefore, this sefik is taking place already after he has the para. So therefore, you can argue, listen, I have the para already, I have hazakah in this para, and therefore, you want to bring a proof to take the para away from me, you bring the proof. And furthermore, the hamor has what's called hezkat hai. The hazakah of an animal is, it's alive. So therefore, you can assume it was alive to the latest time possible, and therefore, it was alive during the transaction. And still, the Gemara is saying, notwithstanding that, still, Reuven has to bring Eiraya, even though he's holding the para, even though there has Katchai on the Hamor, still the burden of proof is on him. Okay. Now, what's the mechanics of how it's working over here? Because there's also another Hazakat that's very strong over here, and that's called the Hazkat Marekama. Hazkat Marekama means the Hazakat of the original owner. One thing's for certain over here. Who was the definite owner of this para? The last definite owner. The last definite owner is Shimon. Reuven is a Safek owner now. We don't know. His ownership is in question because if the Hamor died, before the transactions, Hamor, this para, this para doesn't belong to him. So this para really belongs to, to Shimon. So the last definite owner of the para is who? Is Shimon. That's called Hezkat Marekama. The Hazakah of the original owner. So it seems in this scenario where that Hazakah is taking the priority that it's going to be given back to, uh, 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 um, to Reuven unless Shimon can bring a proof that the animals are alive. That was the Yudamah's statement. Then he said one more line. He said, Vitana tuna kala. Which means, from this statement of the Hamor and the Para, our Tana, Tana tuna means our Tana, learned a law by Kala, by the case of the Kala. Now, what are we talking about now? Remember the case of the Kala? Let's just review our Mishnah so we have an understanding of what we're talking about over here. <coughs> we, we had a Mishnah. The Mishnah was talking about over here of a guy got married and uh, all of a sudden the lady had the Mumin. She had blemishes, uh, right? So the first part of the Mishnah said what? The first part of the Mishnah said, well, if you found the Mumin, Bebet Aviha, when it was still in, she was still in her father's jurisdiction, that means when she was still in Arusa, on the father is the burden to bring a proof that these mumin already happened under the husband's uh, watch, so to speak, and therefore the stahafa sadeo, and his field became diminished. Because he's trying to say, I'm not paying ketubave, hey, listen, I got damaged goods. The father has to bring a proof, hey, listen, this happened already after the kedushin, and therefore it's your problem. But the Mishnah said, if it happened uh, after the husband got married, then he found the mumin, now the burden of proof is on the husband. 
to bring a proof that it happened before the Irusin. That was the deed of the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yudah Shemuel made a clear statement by the case of the Para and the Hamor. And from this case, he learned the deen of our Mishnah regarding Kala, who has to bring the proof. Now that's a vague statement. We have, we have two cases of the Kala. When she's in the husband, she's in the father's jurisdiction, or when she's in the, is the husband's jurisdiction. Which case exactly are they trying to draw a parallel to our Mishnah? Which, 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 case, which case is similar, put it that way, to the Parah case? Parah case again is, Shimon Reuven pulled the Parah, his Hamor supposedly automatically now goes to Shimon to the Kenyan, Shimon's come out and say, hey, there's no Kenyan over there, I want my Parah back, the Hamor was dead at the time of the Kenyan. The proof is on Reuven to say, if he wants to maintain this parah that he has, he's got to prove that the Hamor was alive, the Kenyan was a Kenyan, aye, it's dead now, it died in your jurisdiction. Mm. So what case is that similar to the situations of that Mishnah? So the Gemara begins. Hey, Kala. Which case of Kala? Ilema Kala Bebet Aviha. Right, there's a whole story. That's the Resh of our Mishnah. Kala Bebet Aviha. What's the case? The Kala had Mumin. And when were the Mumin found? When she was still under the father's jurisdiction, meaning when she was an Arusa. So who do we say has to bring the proof? The father. So we want to compare the cases. Just like you want to say the father has to bring a proof against the husband. So to over here, Shimon, the one that's holding the para, who's really, he's the Bala Hamor, he has to bring a proof. What's the connection? Let's read Rashi. Let's read the Rashi on the bottom of the Amud of Ayin Vav. Ilema. Ayin Vav, the bottom Rashi. Ilema kala bebet aviha resha dematnitin. Good. The beginning of Amishnah. Shebau ladin be'oda arusa. Good. They're coming to judge when she's still in arusa. Diktani. Ha'av sarich la'avi ra'aya. Vesvira lel shmuel kerabi el azar demukila betreet tanae. We have to review again what we learned on the previous da. It's all one long suga. We learned that according to Rabbi Azar, the author of Al Mishnah is actually two authors. It's split. The Resha is one author, Rabbi Yoshua, and the Sefa is Rabbi Gamliel. We're going to learn it now according to understanding that, let's say the Resha is going according to Rabbi Yoshua. Let's review Rabbi Yoshua Shita. Remember we learned the concept called Hiskat Hayim. That's a hazakah, or hiskat, I should say, not hiskat, but hiskat a goof. The body was born a certain way. For example, by mumin. A body is born without mumin. Mumin are developed. So therefore, if you're going to work with what's called the hiskat a goof, that tells me what? That the body had no mumin until the latest time possible. Okay, hiskat a goof in this case, by the way, works against the husband. Because that says that the moon took place by him. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when he was married, Kedushin, uh, she was fine. Hezkat Aguf puts it to the later point, and therefore he's obligated to pay Ketubah. Rabbi Yoshua, however, holds, you don't go with a Hezkat Aguf to take money out of somebody. Which means, you're trying now to make the husband pay a Ketubah. So, Hezkat 
Haguf is not strong enough to take money out of a person. To the extent that Rabbi Yeshua holds this, not only in the case where she's in the father's jurisdiction, Rabbi Yeshua will hold that even if she already got married, and she's in the husband's jurisdiction, doesn't matter, the burden of proof according to Rabbi Yeshua is always on the father. Why? I'm holding the money. And therefore, the father, you want to take money out of me, you always got to bring the proof. I don't care. That doesn't uh, tell me anything over here. Good. That's the way the Biyushu understands our Mishnah. Continue Rashi. Uh, four lines at the bottom of the Nashi. Even if she got married, which is the Biyushu, the father always has to bring the proof. Even though the sefik is not in his jurisdiction, it's in the jurisdiction of the of the husband. Alma, here's the key. Which means like this: You're trying to get money, misafik. You're trying to take money, ketubah. The father's getting the, the ketubah, right? You, you want to take this money now, Misafik, the burden of proof is on you. Even though, even though the sefik did not happen in your jurisdiction, the sefik happened by the husband. Behind she finishes, Lo yazik beparat You want to hold on to the para. Reuven. You want to hold on to your friend's para, Misafik. Ve'afagav she'asafik mishut chaveron nolad. Which means, seemingly, once already you took the para, so already the safek happens in Shimon's already domain, already, which means the transaction is over. Which means, I'm finished, I got my para already. It's similar to a case where the girl already is married. And still, what are we saying? The father has to bring a transaction in order. You want to take money, misafik, you got to bring the transaction. Similarly, the case of the kala, already the kala is by the, uh, by the husband. Right? What are we saying? That the, you want to take money out of the husband, you have to bring the ra'ayah. Uh, Similarly, I was going to say by the parad hamor. Now what happens over here? Already, over here, he has the, the parah already. I made the mishikah already. So the safek is happening now by, so to speak, by Shimon. And still what are we saying? It doesn't matter. You want to take, uh, you want to hold this money. You want to hold this parah. See, it's a little different. That's what I'm going to say right away. That, that, that's why I spoke of that. You see the difference right there. You want to hold this parah, the safek. So therefore you got to bring a proof. The Gebran is going to say, Hata mighty avraya umapik. Big difference. All you see in the case of the para is that what? He's already holding it. He's holding the para already. You understand? Which means you want to say in the kala case, the kala case is much different. In the kala case, the father is trying to take out money from the husband. So maybe in that case, he wants to be mapik, he wants to take out money. Then I'll say the burden of proof is on the father. Mashiach is how could you learn to this case? This case over here, it's more lenient. He already is holding the para already. He's just trying to hold on to what he has. Maybe maybe the burden of proof should be on the other guy, on Shimon. Means he's, don't bring a proof to the para case from a case of our Mishnah. Of course, they're not the same. In the case of the Mishnah, you read why the father has to make a, bring the proof. 
is because you're trying to take money out of the husband. You take money out of the husband, far bring it in this case, who tells you that Shemur or Reuven has to bring it He's holding the pot already. Could be it's different. Oh, so therefore the Gemara says, you're right. He didn't learn from the Risha. Where did they learn from? Amar Abi Abba, Kala Bebet Hamiha. Oh, it's from the, it's from the Sefa. Let's review that. The Sefa was the case why she's in the Bet Hamiya already, and the way Rabbi Lazar learned the Sefa was talking about it was Alibad Rabangamliel. Remember, Rabangamliel's Shita was you always go with Hezkat Aguf. Hezkat Aguf is the strongest thing over here that's working, and therefore the Hezkat Aguf is always to the advantage of who? The father. Therefore, he held the husband's always the one that has to bring the Ayah. Not only in the case where she's in the husband's jurisdiction, according to the Bangabal, even if she was still in the father's jurisdiction, the burden of proof is always on the husband because of what's called Hezkat Haguf. So we're going to bring it a ayah that just like the father, just like the husband has to bring it a ayah, he's holding on to the money. He's the Muhzak already. He's holding on to the Ketubah. So he has the Ketubah already. He's paid, so sweet, he's paid already. He's holding on to it. And still, he has to bring a Ra'ayah when he's holding on to it. So to Shimon. I'm sorry, Reuven. He's holding on to the Barah. He's, he's Muhzak. Doesn't matter. He still has to bring a Ra'ayah. So we'll bring a proof from the Sefa. Let's read that in Nashi. Fourth line. Always the husband has to bring it Which means, even if the safek did not happen in his reshut, the safek happened in the father's reshut, still the husband has to bring a raya. Similarly, this is not Leotzi. He just wants to be Mahzik's money. Here's even which means if you're telling me that the husband has to bring it Now, what is he bringing it for? To hold on to his kitubah, it's his money. That money is his. And he has to bring it ayah to hold on to it, not to pay. Called Shekin in the case of the para, where he's trying to hold on to somebody else's para. That para already, this transaction, this para could be uh, Reuven's. So if you're telling, Shimon's, if you're telling me in the Mishnah, that what? That the husband has to bring it ayah, and he's the mazik, he's holding on to it, and that's really his money, which means that nothing happened yet. That's really his money. So, and what? In the case of the para and the hamor, that the mahzik, the guy's holding to the para, we're calling him uh, Reuven in our example, he's holding to the para, but he's holding on to somebody else's para, because already there was a transaction. Still what? The burden of proof is, it's from the resha. Why, why, why is it from the resha? Right, because in the resha, what's the case? Exactly. It's in the father's reshut, and the other guy's to bring the proof. And the husband has to bring the proof. Here, this effect happened in Shimon's issue, which means the transaction is over already. Now already Shimon's coming along, and say, after the transaction, hey, the Hamor uh, was dead. And still what? 
Reuben's got to bring the raya. So therefore it's similar. So that's where he drew it from. So Kotsik. And then she says, it's a Kotsik. And if that case over there, where the father has to bring, where the, where the husband has to bring the raya, even when the Sefeq happened in the father's reshut, so to over here. Reuben's going to have to bring the raya, even though the Sefeq happened in Shimon's reshut and Kotsik because now he's trying to hold on to something that's not his. It's something that is his friends. And Kotsik in this case, the husband's trying to retain something that is his, the Ketubah. So comes the Quran says, no, it's still not similar. Why? Why not? Hatam Baal Maiti Raya Umara Lehiske de Av. Haka Baal Hamur Maiti Raya Umukim Haske Biade. What's the difference? Let's read Rashi. Vakati Lodame Hatam. You know why the husband has to bring a raya? Makes sense. You know why? Because who's working with that? Who has the advantage going to the Bangam Malil in this, in this transaction with the Mumin? The father. He's got a Hazkat You have to weaken the Hazkat Because if it's Hazkat the father's getting the Ketubah. You want to weaken that Hazkat you husband, you got to bring it ayah to because so I can understand why in the Mishnah you're putting the burden on the husband because he's fighting the hizkat aguf that the father has. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, the I don't, you know, without, without anything, I'll say really the father has the advantage because he's got the However, by the case of the pa, the pa, the para, and the amor. Which means, which means, which means, let's discuss who's got the Hazaka in his favor in this case. The Hazaka is the Shimon. Who's the Hazaka in this case? He's got high. Hazkat Ha means the animal was alive. And if the animal's alive, who's who to I said uh, Shimon? No, if the animal's alive, Hazkat Hai, that's the Shimon. Yeah. If the animal's alive, if the Hamor's alive, that's the advantage of uh, of the owner of the Hamor. The original one. Oh yeah, if, the, if, if it's alive, I'm sorry, you're correct. If if the animal's alive, Hazkat Hai, that means Shimon's advantage. You can keep the para. I keep in the mix up the names. Reuven's holding the para now, right? Reuven's holding the para. Hezkat high is to his advantage. Why? Because the animal's alive. I made the trip. I took the para. You took the. Uh, you didn't take anything. I took the para. The hammer automatically goes to your domain. Hezkat high. And therefore, you could argue. Why do I got to bring any uh, any proofs? On the contrary, you got to weaken my azaka. Which means, in the case of the Mishnah, yes, husband, you got to bring a proof, because the father's got a hazakah on his side, he's got goof. In this case over here, on the contrary, already Shimon saying, I'm good, I'm working with hazakah high. I got to bring a proof. On the contrary, you bring a proof, Reuven. Now, which means, Reuven is coming along and saying, I have hazakah high. And therefore, I'm keeping the para. You want to say, otherwise, you weaken my hazakah. So therefore, do not bring a proof from anything you learned in our Mishnah, 
to our uh, case of the Paran the Hamor. It's not similar. I can justify in the Mishnah why the husband has to bring a proof. Because he's got to fight a Hazakah. But in this case, why are you making the Uven open his mouth? The Uven keep quiet. You're good. You, you have Hezkat Chai. Hezkat Chai. I'm keeping the Paran. You want to bring a proof against me? That's your pump to weaken my, uh, my Hazakah. Right. So we're back to the question. What did Rabbi Yudamar Shemuel see to learn from our Mishnah a similarity in the case of the Paranda Hamor that you're putting the burden of proof on Reuven? So Gabbara says, Amar of Nahman Bar Yitzhak, Kalab de Bet Aviha ul Kiddushin. Oh. It's talking about, again, the Resha of our Mishnah. When she's in the father's uh, jurisdiction, like we learned till now. Like Rabbi Yoshua. Also, let's review it again. Let's talk it out. So it was like Rabbi Yoshua that says what? That I don't care whose jurisdiction the Safek happened. Even if the Safek happened in the husband's uh, house over there. Which means always the father has to bring the ra'ayah. Right? Right, which means, right, because he holds, according to the Bioshua, says, listen, I don't go with a chizkat goof. You want to take money out of me over here? So therefore, even if the sefeq happens by the husband, you're trying to take money, you got to bring a ra'ayah. So we wanted to say similarly, Rovain's holding the para. The sefeq happened already by Shimon. It doesn't matter. Rovain still has to bring the so we had a question. We said, what are you talking about? Why should he have to bring it out? He's holding it already. I understand why the, why the father has to bring it out. You're trying to take money out. He's holding. So as we know, this case over here, in, by the case of the Kiddushin, not only is he trying to take the Kiddubah, leave that. He's trying to hold on to his Kiddushin money. Exactly. Which means when they got engaged, the father got the ring. And therefore, he's a mazik already on the ring now. If you're going to nullify this marriage, he's got to give it back. So he wants to hold on to the ring. Also, what do you see over here to the money of the Kiddushin? Still, even though he's a mazik, he's got to bring the proof. So similarly, even though the Uven is the mazik on the para, and even though the sefeq happened already by the Uven, after the transaction, I'm sorry, by Shimon, after the transaction, doesn't matter. Still, Reuven has to bring the proof. Similarly, even though this girl is already married, so it happened by the husband, the burden of proof is on the father. To keep, to keep what? To keep the kiss of Kedushin. That's the similarity we learned it from. So comes the Gemara and says, now, to understand the next part, the next part is just one more nuance. We're not changing anything, we're just adding a factor. There's a question, how you look at the money of Kiddushin? How you look at the money of Kiddushin? Let's look at Rashi, just for an introduction so we can understand the next words. Look at Rashi, Dibura Matir Alibad De'aman De'amar Kiddushin Lav Le'tibu'in Nitnu. Let's read that Rashi. Rashi gives us a klal. Stam Kiddushin Lav Le'tibu'in Nitnu. What does that mean, Tibu'in? Tibu'in literally means... Litbawah. Uh, Litbawah is to drown. Oh. Now, what does it mean? Kiddushin, money of the Kiddushin, drowning them. So that she says, She'i met the Hatan. That if, let's say, the Hatan, he gave money to the girl, let's say, right? Yeah. And then uh, he died. So what happens? Ha Kiddushin Hozlin. 
So the law is the kiddushin don't get uh, buried. Means that money doesn't get lost, which means in the event that the hatan no no the hatan dies, so the money's got to be given back. There's a shita that says there's machlokin really. What happens in that case? Does she get to keep the money, or does the money get uh, get lost? I guess if you say it's litibrain, uh, tibrain means. It's lost. It's gone. Once you give the money, she keeps it. No matter what happens, it's down the drain. Exactly. Okay. Or do you say no? Love it to bring them in. Meaning it's it's it's, it's 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 up in the air. Now, you can say like this. Maybe the Mishnah that's saying that the father's got to bring a proof in order to hold on to the kiddushin. That's only going according to the opinion that says that kiddushin love the tibu'in. Because if you say it's love the it's never really his. Because whenever you give money to a kala, it's always she's not really holding it. It's not hundred percent hers because there's a chance she's going to have to give it back. So therefore, she's really not considered a muhzak so much. So therefore, it's uh, you know you want to hold on to it since it's questionable. You hold hazaka in the first place. Maybe that's why you have to bring the proof. So the Gemara says no. Don't think that this is going only according to the opinion that says that the kiddushin money is love the tibu'in and therefore. His whole hook, his whole grip on it is weak. Therefore, he has to bring a proof. Even according to the opinion that says that normally when you give a kiddushin, it's hers or it's the father's, and you don't have to give it back at all. And he's the mukhzak legami. Still, in this case, we're going to say the burden of the proof is on the father if he wants to hold on to it. Why? Because this is a safik. When do we say that kiddushin is the father's in totality? That's what it's a vadai. When the Kiddushin is given me Vatai, there's no question in the Kiddushin, the father gets it, it's his. The Hatan dies, he keeps it. But in a case like this, where the whole thing's in Safik, he's saying there's no mean, when did the moon come? Then even according to the opinion that says normally that the Kiddushin is conclusively the father's, will agree in this case, the Kiddushin is in question. Therefore, his grip on the Kiddushin is not strong. Therefore, he still has to bring a Raya, according to all opinions, whether you hold the Tibu'in or not the Tibu'in. The Gemara speaks that out. The Gemara says like this. Don't think that this law that we said in the Mishnah, Don't think it's only going according to the opinion that says that Kiddushin is love the Tibu'in Nitnu. And therefore, since it's love the Tibu'in Nitnu, meaning it's, it, his grip on it is questionable, his, his grip is questionable, love the Tibu'in means not dressed, not sunk, meaning even though he's holding on it, he, 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 there's a question that can be taken away from him. Mm-hmm. And therefore, maybe that's why you're saying he has to bring it to Ayah. It's a week. The father, the father. No, no. generally speaking, if you say love the tibu'in, meaning even when you give a kiddushin to a girl, that money is not her grip 100%. Why? Because if the husband dies, she got to give it back. So, to the husband, or to the husband's family, to the Yerushin. To the Yerushin. So, you might have wanted to learn Al Mishnah that's saying the father in this case has to bring it ayat, hold on to the kiddushin. It's only according to that opinion that says that his grip is not 100% because there's a chance he can anyway have to always give it back. That's why he has to bring it ayat. He's not a muhzak legamri. Gabriel says, no. Even if you want to say once a kiddushin is given, it's his legamri 100%. Still, the father has to bring it ayat in this case to hold on to it. Why? When do we say the money is considered that the father? or the wife that's on a regular Kiddushi that has no, that's not contested about Kiddushi Ta'ut like in this case over here if he brings a proof good if he doesn't know beautiful so now we just reviewed Abu Dhamma Shemuel's uh, case again and then we have a, uh, one more question so it comes out of the uh, conclusion of Abu Dhamma Shemuel he brought a story of a Paran Hamor he came along and said that the uh, the Uven pulled the uh, Paran 
And now what happened? Shimon comes along and says, hey, no deal. Hey, why no deal? Because uh, when you made the transaction with the para, the hamur was dead. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I want my para back. Shemuel comes along and says, Reuven, you got to bring a proof. Mm-hmm. You want to hold out this hamur? You bring a proof. You want to hold out this para? You got to bring a proof. And the Gemara says, where did he learn this from? In the case of Kalah. So the Gemara went back and forth. Which case of Kalah? We have a lot of cases. So the Gemara really introduces a new case that we never thought about. Right? That we never knew. The case is talking about where um, the Reshah, which is we're following the Yoshua, where the advantage is always to the, uh, to the husband. Why is the advantage to the husband? Because... We don't go to, with Hizkat the Goof. We go with Habotsi Mahabir al You want to take money out of me? The father always has got to prove it. Good. Oh, but now we have a different subject. Not only is he discussing over here trying to get the Ketubah out. Because if you try discussing the Ketubah aspect, they're not similar. Because there the father is trying to take out. Here, Shimon just only trying to hold on to what he got, the para. So it's not similar. Uban is trying to hold on to the para that he has. So then it's not similar. So the Gemara introduces another caveat to the case. The caveat was the father of his trying to hold on to something that he has. What is that, the Kiddushin? Hey, listen, when he married up his daughter, he's holding on to the Kiddushin. He got money. So he's coming along to say, hey, listen, the husband's trying to say this Kiddushin out. I want that uh, Kiddushin money uh, back. He's coming and saying, no, sir, I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm holding this money over. I want it. So the proof has to be on who the Gemara says? On the Mishnah? On the father. Even though he's holding on to the money. Normally the guy was holding on to the money. Vintage is. He's holding on to it. Still you say what? You bring the Raya. So similarly, Reuven is holding on to the para. Still Reuven? You got to bring the proof of it. You want to continue holding on to this para? Burn the proof on you to say exactly when the Hamor died in order to keep it. Beautiful. That was the Buddha of Mashiach. That was connection to Mishnah. Gemara has one question, but Metive. Mahat Shinimset Beovi Betekosot. Okay, let's make this simple. The animal has what's called a part of the stomach area that's called Betekosot. It's fleshy area. It looks like cups, if you looked at the picture of the stomach of the animal. It's like cups that are just made of very fleshy meat. The law is like this. If it gets punctured, the animal is considered a terifa. How does it get punctured? Let's say the animal swallows a uh, needle. Okay, and the needle punctures the beta kosot, that, that uh, stomachy area. It's pasu, but it's only pasu if the needle goes through. Meaning it's got to go through both sides. But if it only punctures one side and comes out, doesn't come out the other side, the animal is kashir. And that's the rule of the uh, beta kosot. So now the Gemara discusses the case. Mahat shinim sit the beta kosot. Okay, so you have a mahat, a needle, that's found in the thickness of the walls of the beta kosot. Mitzadihad kashira. Oh, if it only punctured one side, the animal is still kashira. Mishnis tadim terefa. Good. It went through the whole thing, terefa. Nimsa alea kort dam. Okay, now we have another suffix. We want to know, let's say you found it, it went through. But you don't know when did it go through. Did it go through before the shahita or after the shahita? If it went through before the shahita, terifa. After the shahita, who cares? So the Gibraltar says, the way you can tell is when you take the needle out, you see if there's blood on it. 
So it says, Nimsa adat kort dam. If there's blood on the needle when you removed it, because before Shaitan, there's still blood in that area over there. Therefore, you know exactly what happened. Lo nimsa alayat kordam. You didn't find any blood on it. Biyadoshu lachar shaita. Good. So that's the that's that law as well. Continue the next law. Huglad pi hamaka. Now let's see. You slaughter the animal, and you see exactly. You see that there's a scab on the beta kosot, which means you know it was punctured. So it's a terifa. But it's got a scab, so you know it happened already from before. So the Gemara says, "Huglat piyamaka biyadua sheshlosha yamim kodem shechita," which means you have to know from the day you slaughtered it, it had to be at least three days before that this happened, because it takes three days for the scab to to heal and all that. So now we're discussing monetary transaction. A guy buys a, an animal, pays money, he slaughters it. If you see a scab, so that's already, you know, he sold it to you when it was already no good. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you can get your money back. Because uh, he sold it to you no good. Now, lo huglad piya maka. Oh, now it's lo huglad. Okay, so now already the maka did not yet uh, here. So you don't know for sure what happened three days before. Hamotsi mehaviru ala baraya. Now, we don't know exactly who this Hamotzim Mechavirah Alavadaya is, but literally it means it's a transaction, which let's give the case, a butcher came to the Itlis, he came to the market, the meat market. And he went, and he says, oh, give, me a, give me an animal. Okay, give him an animal, let him give him the animal, he pays. We're assuming he pays money, that's, that's how you buy animals, right? Takes the animal home, slaughters it, and now already he sees over here what's going on, this puncture, there's no scape, so you really don't know in whose position... In whose domain did this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, if it happened by the butcher, his problem is his loss. If it happened by the salesman, the guy that sold it to him, so he can ask for his money back. So the dean of the Gemara, the Braita, is what? You're trying to take money, the, 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 the burden of proof is on you. Now let's see who's, who's the guy trying to take money over here. So the Gemara continues. The butcher paid money. He paid, I guess, when you go buy an animal, you got to pay. Okay, well, now you're trying to take money out of the uh, out of the meat market guy, out of the salesman. Because already the salesman's holding on to the money. Yes? The butcher now is coming and saying, hey, I want my money back. The salesman is the mahzik. So therefore, the butcher has to bring it ayah, I want my money back, prove that it happened by, by the salesman. So the Gemara says, "Ve'amai." Based on what we're learning now, why? Ba'al behema laiti ra'aya ve'nokim. What? We changed directions here. Didn't we learn till now? The guy who's holding the para, he's the mahzik. Which means, he still has to prove it. And therefore, similarly, the guy who's holding on to the money, he should be the one that has to bring the raya, told on to his money. Which means, and even though, like we learned, when the guy's holding on to the para, even though the sefek happened uh, by Shimon, it doesn't matter. Even though the transaction is over, still we're saying, this, seemingly the salesman, should be the one that's the mahzik who's holding on to the money. He should be the one to bring it out. Which means, Yudam and Shimuel, your law is contradicted by the case of the tabah. So the Gemara says, "Bidelo yaiv tabacha dame." 
He bought it on credit. Also, that's very good. So now reverses the whole law. So therefore, who now has to bring the ra'ayah? The salesman. Which means you're trying to take money from the butcher. Butcher didn't pay yet. He took his uh, animal. Good. So now you want to take money. It's like a parable. That's a regular case of what's in Havarola You want to take money uh, out of me. I'm the butcher. I'm claiming it happened by you. You're claiming what? No. It happened by the butcher. Butcher says, you want to take money out of me? Prove it. You burn the proof is on you. So it's not similar. So comes to Gebarad says, hold it. My Pasca. What is this question? Look at Rashi. It's all the way on the bottom. Correct. Four lines before they get white. See, my Pasca. Actually, okay, we can read this Rashi. We basically got the case till now. Actually, can we read it all together? Let's just read all these dashis just to read them inside to get the to see the case yet a second time. Let's start from um, the Obi Beta Kosot. It's a little ways up, but at least we'll get the case uh, again. Makum Yesh Perosha Keres is a place by the stomach of the animal. Samuk Lehemses. Himses is another type of stomach. The animal has four stomachs, basically. Karui Beta Kosot Chukain Kos. It's like a cup. Yesh Bosabib Setato Ovi Shteke Falim Kefulim with Bukim. There's like layers and layers of fat on it. And he tells you the word. But himself, Machat Tehoba Beoto Ovi. The needle is in that uh, layers of fat. Umetoch Ovio Eshala Shilonik Beta Kolos. Since it's so fat, it's possible that it didn't penetrate uh, all the way uh, through. Mitzad Yachad Ena Machat Nere Elam it's only visual from the inside, but it didn't come out on the outside. It's not considered a puncture. Right, if it happens before the shaita, so the animal is terefa. Then the animal is If you see three days before the, then you know if you see the scab, then you know already it was three days before the shaita. And if the butcher bought it within three days, that she says make It's a mistake because we know that there was terefa from the time that he bought it. And the, and the salesman has to return the money because he sold them a terefa. Lo hukdat piyama kabbalah said there was no scab. Ze omer atshulah kartinika ve ze omer mishemachati. Right? The tabah is saying it happened by you. And the salesman is saying it happened by you. And there's no proof. So the kabbalah said, Mosim ha'averoh. Now the iyei ve tabah dameh is the key rashi. If the tabah paid, which we assume the reason that was the case when the tabah paid, nimsa huwa mozi. Right? So now he's trying to get his money back. The the ilo And if he can't bring a proof, So the salesman is going to hold on to the money. Which means, hold it. Which means, it's similar to the Hamor de Shmuel. That she's saying a new over here. That she's saying over here. It's, that she's throwing a new sevara. We have to point this out. Just like in the case of Shemuel, <coughs> in whose animal is the sefik? In the ovens. The, the question is in the hamor. Is the hamor alive or not? Whose animal does that belong to? No, it originally it's the ovens. It's the ovens animal that's in the sefik. And what do you see? Since he's the owner of the animal, it's the burden on the owner of the animal to, to bring a proof of the status of the animal in question. Similarly, Who's the owner of this animal? The salesman. The original. And the original owner. Yeah. And therefore, the definite owner. And therefore, it should be the burden of proof on the owner of the animal to bring out Ayah, the status. That's that she's introducing a new Sivarat at this point over here that 
Just like you want to tell me, Reuven brings the proof on his hamor, so to keep it, to keep the para, so to obey the salesman should bring it on his animal to keep uh, the money that he's holding. Continue Rashi. Kemara says, Ve'amai, Rashi, continue, continue Rashi, Ve'amai. I kishmoe, laiti ba'al be'emar, ayan la'amid ha'ma'ot piyadudu miyad ba'al ha'amor. Good. Kemara says, De'lo ya'iv tapach dameh. The case is talking about where he didn't pay. They, uh, the, uh, the butcher didn't pay. Ha'adiktaniya motzi ma'havero, we we thought Motsi Havero is either the butcher's the one that's trying to exact, exact his money back. No, he didn't pay yet. So it's the salesman that's trying to exact money out of the butcher. Good. So the Gemara says, hold it. My Pascal. Bit me, ha. My Kamar. What are you saying? Which means basically you're telling me. That the ayaz always on the sa- that the salesman's got to bring it because we're talking about because he didn't pay money, right? He didn't pay money, so therefore what you tell me ayaz ba'mevahi benu amotzi benu amamid exactly, which means like this: if the money wasn't paid, for sure the burden is on the salesman because he's motzi ba'mevahi. And if you want to come and tell me that what even if there was money being paid. So now he's the Mahazik. Still he has to bring the Ra'ayah because of the Yudah Marshmuel's money because he's the owner of the animal he wants to hold on to. So therefore, why did the Braita say it in a vague language? Just say, Which is, if, if, if it's the truth the way you're saying it, that it comes out of court to you, that always, just say. In this case, no matter what happens, so therefore, the way you're learning over here doesn't work out. Not it's not clear. If you're learning the case about where he didn't pay, and where he didn't pay, the Ba'al Be'ma's got to bring it out. And even when he did pay, you want to say the Ba'al Be'ma's got to bring it out because of the rule of the Ba'al Be'ma's got to bring it Why did it write it in such a vague way and say, uh, Just When you say Hamutzi Mahabara, it sounds like it can go either way. Either this way or that way. Sometimes it's this one, sometimes it's that one, but it's never so. The way you're learning, it's always the Baal So that she says, let's read that inside. Bit me My kamat is fiddle the tabad de lambda ayah Baal Behemahi. Benwa mozi benwa mahami. De echushuneh mozi mahavro bebaal Behemah. Ve koreo de Baal Behemah. Le olama mozi mahavro. Ve hi pasakatra de bar katsush olam mochrim behemot. Be amana de hua mozi. Oh, which means like this. Which means say, say, say differently than I said. Say, say, say a little differently. She's saying different. Say it like this. Say like this, better, better, much clearer. You said that Motsi Mahabiru Alavaraya. And who's the Motsi Mahabiru Alavaraya? The salesman. Why? Because you're learning the cases talking about was credit. So the government is asking a question like this. My Pasca, how could you just say a blanket law like this as if this is the only case that can happen? It could also be a case where he paid. Now, in the case that he paid, according to at least this bright, that the law is going to be different. In the case that he paid, then already you're going to hold that the butcher has to bring the proof. So therefore, Mike Pascal, the way you're learning, the bright is very vague, because the bright just says, And you're learning the case is talking about what? Credit. Now wait. It's not because in the case of, of, of credit, 
you're right, the burden of proof is on the Baal Bema, on the, on the salesman. But in a case where there's no credit, so then already it's on, so the word Hamutzim Haverov is is vague, which means it depends on what the case is. It can change, that's the point. It's not conclusive. So you don't write a deen in the Mishnah, and a Braita, which can be lend itself to vagueness. I gotta tell you why it's vague. It, exactly, it depends how the transaction took place. Which means, you're right, you're assuming no money was given, there was a credit, and a Muslim means that the, that the salesman, right, according to Shimuel, it should say in the Braita, seller always brings the Raya. Why did the Mishnah use vague terminology? The Braita, that is, and that, you're learning the cases talking about where it was a credit case, and therefore the Motsima is the Baal Behema. Well, it, it's not always like that. It's not always the salesman is the Motsima Havero. Sometimes the butcher is the Motsima uh, Havero. And still, <laughs> the Baal Behema has to bring the Raya anyway, according to Shemuel, because he's holding the money. So doesn't matter. He's the owner of the animals. So therefore, the Braita would have been much clearer by just saying Baal Behema Mevi Raya. Finished. Because in both cases. So what are you putting there? So the Gebarah says, fine. The Gebarah, what it's going to do is it's going to re-ask this question in a way where everything will work out fine. So the Gebarah says like this. When Abi Bari Haskel came from Eris Yisrael, changes everything. Amar, lo tatsitunu lahani klale. Do not listen to these rules. Dechayil Yehuda Achei that my brother Yehuda said Mishemed Shmuel. That story with the Paran the Hamor, erase it. Don't listen to what he said. That's not the halakha. Forget about what was said. Hachika Amar Shmuel. Shmuel gave a different law. The law with the Paran the Hamor is like this. Exact opposite. Kol shenolad sefik pirshuto alavaraya. Oh, Shimon's got to bring the proof. Which means the yeah. Uven made Meshichan the para. At that point Take over that. there, the Hamor technically goes to the Uven's uh, to Shimon's possession. Now, in Shimon's uh, domain, the Sefer comes up. Hey, was it alive or not? The Uven's good. Listen, the Sefer happened by you already. You go bring it. Ayah, when the animal was alive or not, the burden of proof is on you. So it's reversing the whole thing. Oh, and they wrote a proof from our Mishnah. Oh, which case did they bring it? Ayat from our Mishnah. So good. Now, so very good. So the Gemara comes along and says, "Kol shnot sefik prashuto alav rebetana tuna." He brought Ayat from our Mishnah. Kala. What is the case of the kala? Look at three lines from the bottom. V'svira le lishmuel. According to this understanding, dechul amatnitin. Which means we learn that our Mishnah is really going like Rabban Gamliel. Right? It's following one shita that really what? The Hazkat Guf is always the strongest Hazaka. Oh, so then how we explain the Rishab Hazkat? So why does the father have to bring the Raya? Because we said, Kan Nimsa, Kan Haya. Well, we said a Sevara that since the moon was found by the father, 
that weakens the hazkah of the goof, and we say that Mustama was by the father already from the beginning, and therefore he has to bring a raya. That's one of the ways we learned the coin to Rabbi. Continue Rashi, Bereshah v'sefah, Si'ata. Both the Resha and the Sefa are proofs to this deen. Shemi shenimsa ha-simfon b'rshuto. Basically, what is the Meshach saying? Simfon is the moon. Whoever is domain, the moon occurred in, alav rabi ra'aya. Oda bebet abiya, alav rabi ra'aya. Nikhnesa lehupa. Shi b'rshuta ba'al, alav rabi ra'aya. Which means, just even if he's still living by his father's house, doesn't matter, doesn't mean literal uh, domain, it means halachic domain. Good, but the point is like this. So what do you see from Hamishnah? Hamishnah has a very simple code. Whoever the sefik occurred in, whoever's domain, the burden of proof is on you. That's exactly what Shemuel said. Hamishnah will prove to you, the guy took the parash, the uven, but Reuven now is claiming, hey, Shemor uh, is claiming that what? The animal was dead when it happened, but the Sefeq is happening already by you. Already after the transaction was made. Also, who's the burden of proof on? It's on already Shemor, and you got to bring the proof. Exactly like Al Mishnah. And both Trish and the Sefa. If it's in the, the father's domain, the father brings it out, yeah. If it's in the, the Hattan's domain, Hattan brings it out, yeah. So now the Gibran continues with the case of the Mahat. Comes the Gibran and says, Metive, Mahat Shinimsa Beovi Betakosot. Right, that's the same question, which means uh, let, let, let's let's speak it out. The guy uh, brought the uh, the guy brought the Mahat, the boy brought the animal. The Tabah brought it from the salesman. He uh, slaughters the animal and he finds the Mahat in there. Uh, he doesn't know exactly when it happened. Did it happen by him or did it happen by the salesman? There's no uh, there's no scare for him to determine exact no gladamaka. So what do we say over here? Alabaraya. So now the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, Oh. Now, if he bought it on credit, so therefore what? He did not pay. Hey, you want to get your money, Baal Bema salesman? You got to bring a uh, proof. Where did the sefek happen? By the butcher, ready in the butcher's domain. So then, what do we learn in the Mishnah? Into who the sefek, whose domain the sefek took place? He's the one that's got to bring the raya. So therefore, the butcher's got to bring it. You pay. You don't want to. You bring an ayah, you don't have to pay. Similar to the case of the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, no, the case is talking about where the butcher paid the money already. Oh, so therefore the butcher paid already. Now we understand. Right. Which means now already the butcher, uh, let's just speak it out. Happened in his domain. Okay. So now you got to bring your money back. you got to bring a year. So it's consistent with our Mishnah. The Safek happened in whose domain? The butcher. And what? The butcher's got to bring the ayah, and he paid money, so he wants to get his money back. Beautiful. Kebara says, Umay Paska. Same question, which means, why did you say, Hamutsi Mehavero Ala Which means, according to the way we're understanding now, what's the, what's the question? You're learning, though, you're learning the, 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 the case of the... Um, Good. You learn the case when you paid. Yeah. It only makes sense when you learn he paid. And therefore, Mutsima Havarala is on the butcher. 
and therefore it's consistent. So why did it just why didn't it just say the butcher? Why did it say Hamotzi Mahavero Alavaraya? Just say the butcher. So the Gemara says Stamad de Melta Kamad de Lo Yaiv Inizuze Lo Yaiv Inishayuta. You could assume a guy's not going to give the animal. The salesman doesn't give the animal until he gets the money. So he doesn't sell on credit. That's the point. So this, if you don't sell on credit, there was money transferred. Oh, so when there's so you could when you read that bright, that's the when you read the bright, you could assume even though they didn't say anything. You assume it was cash. Cash was cash was 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 was, was given. Oh, so once cash was given. So therefore, what does it mean in our Mishnah? Uh, which means what? I guess that means the butcher is the one that has to bring it up because he paid. Good. He, it happened in his sefek. Uh, just like, for example, just like by the husband in the case of our Mishnah. If the sefek happened by him, he's got to bring a raya. Uh, or let's say if it happened by the father. Right? He's got to bring the raya. Same thing in our Mishnah there. The case, uh, and that, that was by the way, Shemuz Rubani Animal. It happened by uh, Shimon. Shimon, you got to bring it ayah to get your uh, to get your para back. So the same thing over here in this case over here. The, the, the tabach paid money. Tabach paid money. For, so therefore, ready uh, and it's make happen by you. You got to bring a ayah. So I want to review that last question again for clarity. Umay paska. I'm reading again. Umay paska, which means like this. When you say it sounds like it's uh, it's katub. It's it's cut and dry. Which means since already you say over here, it depends. That's the point. It depends. It depends. Who's it? Hamotzi Mahaberet. Right. Hamotzi Mahaberet. Right. Yeah, sounds can go either way. But in truth, it cannot go either way. Because really, it's always by the Tabach. The Tabach always has to bring the Yira'ayah. It's his domain always when the Sefeq happens. Because I'm going to say one more time. That's very good. We clarified it better. Which means when you say Hamotzi Mahaberet, it depends. Who's the Motsi? What are you talking about? In this case, there's only one Motsi. It's always the butcher. Because the butcher, it happened in his dome. Not this, not this always the Motsi. But the Safik, he's always the one who has to bring the Ayah. Because the Safik always happens by him. So the Gebarah is saying, you're right. But you know what? In all the cases, normally, he's the Motsi. Why? Because he pays. Because a normal guy, when you buy a piece of meat, he's not giving it to you on credit. And therefore the butcher paid. So therefore the butcher is the motzi because he's trying to get his money back. And therefore that language of motzi mahabira al-rabaya, which is really referring to the butcher, is, is, is a good last show because the normal case is, is that the butcher pays money when he buys. That's what he says, milta. Before he pays uh, money, he's not going to give the animal. And therefore, the Brayta says it in the case over here where, the, where, where you assume that he paid. And that's the similarity between Shemuel's statement, the Mishnah, and that's how we screw off the case of the Bacha.